Hey everyone, welcome back to Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romanticy with Madison and me, Blake. Um, this is our 144th episode. I feel like that's wrong. If it is, that's fine. Okay, um, we're going to be doing chapters 79 and 80 of Silver Flames today, i.e. the last two chapters, in case anybody was wondering. Um, some people might have it memorized, I don't know. Um, so as always, we curse, we spoil things, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um... I don't know how we're already at the end of Silver Flames. It seems kind of crazy to me, but... We're there. We're there, but also, can we take a moment to appreciate that she has so long between books that we probably have time to redo the entire series before the next Akatar book comes out? <laughs> that's sad. That's that's something. It's that's something. Really, it's that like is a little, probably... It's a little frustrating. <laughs> it's the most depressing thing you've said all day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I, I started out coming for violence there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what took over. You know what it is. I don't want to. I'm dreading getting on an airplane later. That's why. Mm, I'm just no. going to make everybody suffer with me today. Uh, all right. So what, what was the recap? It's been a minute. It has been a minute because we had to take a week off. And then we did the SJM interview recap. It's been like three weeks since we were back back in Silver Flames, right? Yeah. I why I'm I trying mean... to do dates on the fly. I, I don't know why I felt the need to try that <clears throat> I, frankly um nesta gave up her power i mean that's yeah, that's, that's still that's still where we're at like that's you can still be delusional with me and say that somehow it's there but maybe we get it back um you're so cute i i know that's my one like caitlin has danica's alive mine is nesta has her power <laughs> Anyway, okay, so Nesta gave up her power to save Farah. Fixes some anatomy in her and Farah only. <laughs> LOL. This is still the weirdest fucking thing. And um, I don't know, tears, atonement. Niece knelt. You're kind of my mate. Ugh. That's really where we're at. Uh, that's really, yeah. I mean, like, yay for Feyre and Nyx making it, right? Like, yay. But, like, also, everything else. I mean, yay, they're mates, too. But everything else. Like, I love that we got to see Reese be so grateful. But, again, it was just another kneeling. Awkward. I don't. Secondhand embarrassment. I can't. I still think the Omron scene was worse for me. Because that one just, that one came out of nowhere with the kneeling. Yeah. Where I was like, why, why are we, why are we doing this? But, okay. So we have all this happy, yay, yay, yay. Um, but chapter 79, I gotta bring it back. You guys remember, uh, Eris got himself in a bit of pickle. He had a bit of a pickle. He was kidnapped. Um, they couldn't let that, you know, keep going. Uh, mainly not because, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, our buddy Eris, he's been on our side. We should really save him. No, I, that, that's to be clear. Not what's, not what's happening. Um, it was because he had a maid dagger and they were like, mm, we don't want Brian and Koshi having that. Like not like Eris, great that you're not dead. Love that. Um, but give us like, we got to make sure you have that dagger. Like that's all we care about. Oh, um, so all of this is going on, right? Because, I mean, they had bigger priorities. And then it's like, oh, shit, right. They, like, saved Eris. Where the fuck is he? 
Like, what did they do with him? Just, like, fly him over and drop him in the, like, woods of the Autumn Court? I doubt it. No, yeah. no. Um, would be funny, though. Can you imagine? As just, like, carrying him like he had to and then just, like, bloop. <laughs> Oops. Dropped him. Um, so, actually, he's been in the Hewn City, which we, Eris has been there before. So, like, it's not that terrible. Um. Sometimes he fits the vibes. He does. He does. And I just. Of everyone to send, they send Cassian. Now, I think it's because they know Az would probably kill him. I think Az would definitely just kill him. Like, they, they can't afford it. Reese is probably, you know, still, like, I'm never leaving Feyre's side or Nyx's side. They almost died. Like, he's probably still, you know, processing the whole trauma. Fair enough. So Cassian goes. Um, And, of course, Kier's there when he gets there. And Kier's like, mah, mah, mah. So Cassian's like, oh, great. I feel Eris has been a, a, uh, a golden guest, right? He's done nothing wrong, of course. Mm-hmm. But part of me also is, like, if I was Cassian, I would like Eris more for pissing Kier off. Yeah. You know, like, you're both my enemies, but an enemy of my enemy is kind of my friend. I, I'm just just saying, because Kier's a piece of shit, as we all know. So, sure enough, um, Eris is just living life. Um, he's reading a book by the, ro- like, a roaring fire. He's, like, casually sitting. Um, and he's just literally acting like, oh, you know, the vengeful queen and a, a death lord kidnapped me? Meh, old news. I'm fine. I'm sure I'm like, hmm, there might be some trauma processing issues there, but okay, okay. And so, um, he's just like, I can't stay here long, right? Like, he was just chilling, waiting for a debrief, essentially. And so, basically, they're all there, just, they want to make sure he didn't tell any secrets, right? They're just like, what the fuck did you say? What did you say? What did you say to Brylin? Would you, because we, if you said it to Brylin, Koshi knows, right? We know that. Yeah. So we find out Eris actually, if you remember earlier in the book, Eris, uh, like, mentioned kind of, like, about, like, Reese can look into his mind. And we saw it with, um, why am I blinking? In Akwar. Oh, Jurian. Where Jurian was like, why did you not look into my mind? I expected you to look in my mind to see I was a double agent. Like, that's kind of what happened here, where he looked into, Reese looked into Eris's mind. He didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bitches get stitches, and he he ain't getting stitches. I mean, it's impressive. Um, but then Cassian takes kind of a bit of pleasure, because he's like, it turns out you didn't know anything, like, know much. So we find out, like, Eris has been putting on a bit of a show, trying to, like, let, like, seem like he knows more than he does, but uh, Eris just rolls his eyes, and he's like, then why the fuck am I, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So... Eris is clearly uncomfortable. Like, he looks fine, but, like, he's got a muscle ticking in his jaw. Like, he just looks on edge, you know? So, obviously, they're like, okay, he didn't tell Brylin, but you still have fucking Baron. Which, again, I would like to revisit the idea of, why do we not just kill him? Yeah. Like, I... I feel like uh, be- it's probably because we don't know where the power would go. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There's too many. There's how many sons does he have alive still now? Five. There's too many. A lot. It doesn't we could just kill them too. That seems like a lot. That's probably a lot. That's probably too much. That's I'm sorry. way that's too, too much. much. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So a lot of problems, but okay. Fine. Plus, fine. It's, I mean, it's not gonna like help if you just go in and kill a high lord. But he does. Well, yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's such but... a piece of shit. Ugh. Okay. 
So, um, remember how I said he's a piece of shit just now? Yeah, it gets worse. So, um, basically, like, because if you remember, Baron was working with Brylin. He doesn't, we don't know for sure if he realized Brylin's, like, with Koshi, because Baron's not the brightest either. Um, so it could just be he was working with Brylin and didn't realize who she was fully working with. We don't know, but... We also don't want him knowing the full extent of, like, how they came to get Eris and the whole, I don't want to say friendship, uh, alliance, alliance there. So, Eris being Eris, and he's a genius at the game, is like, no, he knows you assisted me, but I gave him a truth and a lie. That's usually the best way to get away with something, right? You always mix truth, like, you mix your lie in with the truth. You don't just outright lie. It's, Uh trust me. So he's basically like, yes, like, I didn't, like, it's it's easy. But then what he says here, didn't those warrior brutes teach you about how to withstand an enemy's torture? So Baron tortures his own son. Mm-hmm. His own son literally calls him an enemy. Um, Not great. So that's when Cassian's like, what? He tortured you? I don't know. I don't know why we didn't see the writing on the wall. Like everyone's so shocked. I they're all so blinded by their anger at him about the more thing that I think nobody stopped to really, you know what I mean? Like they just were like, "No, he was addicted more." Like we're not going to look further. Which Uh okay, but like, come on. So Eris just you know he gets up. Who cares about what my father does to me? Because probably literally nobody's ever cared. And your heart breaks. I love him. Um, so basically he's like, this is what he told Baron, And as I said, Baron's not the brightest. Uh, Eris just said, like, the Shadow Singer, I, as his spies, uh, informed him that a valuable asset had been kidnapped. And you guys were disgusted when you found it was me rather than somebody from Summer or Winter Courts or whoever stoops to associate with you. So he's kind of trying to, you know, bite a little here, like snap. But Cassian's just like, what the fuck? Like, he's still processing it. He's like, your father tortured you. You I were just... able to lie. Like, what? And then that's when it also clicks with him when Eris had, like, spit out, like, not somebody from the spring or winter court or summer or winter courts. He's like, wait, is Eris jealous? And I'm like, of course he is. You guys have this tight knit. Like, friends and family, and then you're expanding it to other courts, and you've never given him... He's never had a chance to explain himself, ever. Hmm. So... You know what I love? Mm -hmm. The miscommunication trope. (laughs) I mean, this one's, like, miscommunication. Just... His whole character is miscommunication at this point. Which is disgusting. So Cassian's about to like really like lay into him with a lot of questions, but then he kind of looks at him and stops because he's like, wait, basically on paper, we all know like Eris had every luxury privilege. He was a high lord's son. Like he, he seems to be one of the most powerful, but then he's like, wait, but he grew up with Baron as a father. Like who knows what the fuck that dude has done to him. And Eris just is like, don't you fucking pity me. I know what sort of creature my father is. I don't need sympathy. Like, he's literally like, don't. Just fucking don't. Which, honestly, fair. Yeah. Fair. So then Cassian gets down to really what we all want to know. Why did you leave more that day? 
Was it to impress your father? No. Obviously not. What part of every part of conversation, every conversation, everything you've seen before would lead you to believe that Eris wants to impress his father? He wants him dead. Uh-huh. Eris has, like, he does, like, a harsh, like, hollow, like, haha, like, a, a, a laugh, but not really. And he's like, why does it matter to you guys so much still? Because remember, it was a while ago, I will say, but, like, that kind of trauma, I understand, would would linger. And... Cassian walks into this one. I will. I love Cassian, but he walks into it. He goes, because she's my sister and I love her. And Eris, right on it. I didn't realize Illyrians fucked their sisters. He walked right into it. Like, that was a softball. Like, damn. So Cassian's just like, it still matters. It doesn't add up. You know what a monster your father is. You want to, you want to usurp him. You act against him. But, like, not only, you're not just acting against him for yourself. You're acting against him in the in the favor of the Autumn Court and everybody in Fairyland. Like, yeah. you risk your life, like, but then you did this one atrocious act. It doesn't make sense. <sighs> but we don't and even like, know what the act was. That's, yeah, the, the, to them, it's that he left her in the woods. But I'm like, at the, from the get-go, you knew there was more to that story. Yeah. Um... And then Cassian's like, is it just guilt because you left her there to, like, suffer and die? Like, is that what motivates you since then? And Eris is just like, dude, like, another interrogation, and Cassian just keeps pushing him. Eris goes to cross his arms and winces, so whatever's under his clothes, we probably don't want to see. Whatever torture he withstood is not great. Poor baby. Especially because, even though he's from Autumn Court and probably has a bit of a resistance, you know he's probably covered in, like, burns. I have a feeling he's covered in scars that you just don't see. My baby. I know. You know who could help fix scars? Someone that has scars himself. Tamlin. Oh, I was going to say Az could too, because Az has got the scars too. That's not going to happen as much as I want it. But I know. Tamlin could though. Tamlin. Tamlin could. Tamlin could. They could be happy together. (sighs) So then we get this. In this, I... Okay, hang up. You're not the person I want to explain myself to. I doubt more will want to listen. And Eris is just like, maybe not. And he just like shifts on his feet. And he grimaces again when he shifts on his feet. So the, the man is not in great shape. Now I want to pause here. And we we both have kind of said this. But like, to be clear, what more went through? Fucking awful. A yeah. tr- tr- horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And in the time since, it does, and uh, to be fair, I don't think Eris until recently has really tried to get himself in a position to even be in a room with her to discuss. Yeah. <clears throat> but it sounds like, honestly, it might help more to hear his story. You know what I mean? Like, I think, but uh, there's also, if she doesn't want to hear it, she doesn't want to hear it because she was the victim and uh, that's understandable. But Somehow, for everyone's sake, that story, especially Moore's and Eris's, that story needs to come to light. And I swear to God, if it doesn't come to light soon, I'm going to lose it. I'll probably come to light when we're dead. Thank you for that optimism. You're welcome. Um, so basically, Eris is like, look, she may not listen. You guys got bigger problems. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you think? So 
obviously he's like Baron is furious uh that that Braylon's dead. You would think Braylon is dead. Uh you would think that he's like, "Oh man, like I should probably just stop and like be happy being high lord and then help my, help my people and help the lands." No, it's Baron. Duh. He's like, "No, I got to find somebody else. I got to find somebody evil. else to be a dick with." Yeah, he's pure evil. So, uh even Eris is like he might be stupid enough to be like, "Oh, hey Koshi, Death Lord, oh, hey, what's up? You're, you're a little creepy. You're a little creepy, dude. Let's be friends. Like, he's dumb. He's not, like... So, Eris literally is like, whatever Morgan is doing in Valhalla, better counteract whatever my father's doing. So, right here, this was interesting to me. Does I'd have to, like, go back and really check. If somebody could let me know, please reach out. Did it Was Eris ever told where more was? I didn't think so, so I, I found it interesting that he knew where she was. But he has his own spies, too, we know, so I don't know. I, just, I thought that was interesting. But he may, he may very well know, I just don't recall it. So then Cassian's just like, oh my god, I want to go home, I want to go home to my mate, I, I just want to go home, I don't want to be here. So he goes to leave, but then he's like, he stops, and he's like, shoot, Eris is their mate, or their mate, oh. He's Tamlin's mate, hopefully. Um, Eris is their ally. He's like, damn it, he's my ally. He he went through torture to, help, like, keep our secrets. But er, uh, Cassian's like, he needs to hear this, and it's gonna, it's gonna cut deep, but he needs to hear this. So he says, you know, Eris, I think you might be a decent male deep down, trapped in a terrible situation. You think? Mm-hmm. And he, he feels pity for him because he basically, even though, like, Eris had been born into riches, the opposite of Cassian, everything else in his life, he had been destitute. Like, he, he never had anything. Whereas Cassian is literally a mirror where he was born with nothing. Yeah. And then look at him now. And so Cassian goes, I grew up surrounded by monsters. I spent my existence fighting them. And I see you, Eris. You're not one of them. Not even close. I think you might even be a good male. And you're like, oh, what's biting about that? That's nice, Cassian. And then before he walks through the door, you're just too much of a coward to act like one. Whoop. Well. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a necessary truth. So. That's where we leave Eris. That is, that is the last we see of Eris in this book. We'll see what happens. So, we flash back. Well, not back in time, but we're, like, back at the uh, Valaris. Okay. So, good news. Uh, spring is unfolding. Feyre and Nyx are good now. Um, well, good enough as you can be, I guess. Uh, they go on walks, um, which this would be exhausting. They go on walks that often take hours because, and it's cute, I guess, all of the people in Valaris want to, like, stop and say hi. Like, oh, my God, baby. I can't. Not me cringing. It, I just even, okay, and uh, maybe I'm just like, it's also, I feel bad for women who are, pre it's the, kind of the same vibe to me when women are pregnant and people just touch their bellies without saying anything. Like, don't touch me, you know? Like, I, I've always found that horrible, but then I've always found it really horrible is, like, when there's, uh, like, new parents, and this is different because she is going out in public on a walk, but still, like, you kind of want to have, like, some distance, especially with, like, a new baby, is people always want to get so close to new babies. And I'm like, you could have a cold. You could have R RSV. Like, stay away from baby. Like, don't, you know? Like, I, I don't know. People are way too, like, 
entitled, I guess. You know what I mean? Like people think, even like, I'm sorry, even like family where they're just like, oh, I'm going to pick the baby up. I'm going to kiss the baby. I'm like, stop touching the baby. Makes no sense. Maybe that's just like my germ. Like, you you know, like you, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you get that way with like, like, especially in like cold and flu season. Like we don't need to hug. You don't need to like get too close. Like just stop. That's how I feel like it. Not that as you guys know, not really a wanting a kid but like I feel as though if this if I was Farah and I was walking I would be like you can lean down and say hi but you do not need to get up and like space right but anyways okay it is cute that everybody in Polaris is just like oh my god we're so happy like that part is cute don't get me wrong but I just hope they're keeping distance a little bit now she never goes alone obviously either Reese or Moore is always with her and we find out that Moore is like on the same level of Reese and Farah as like protective of the kid which is cute um, Cassie and Az are just, they're, they're almost as protective. Like, this, this child will never know peace. Ever. He'll yep. never be alone. Um, and so, this walk today is different, where it's Nesta, Feyre, and Elaine, and they're walking with Nyx, you know, two of which have Illyrian wombs, one doesn't. Awkward. Um, doesn't even know it, that it happened. Like, did they ever tell Elaine? Dude, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, what, do you just weird. go up to your sister and be like, "Hey, I changed my womb." <laughs> Not yours, though. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess if Elaine was like, it, like Nesta, how did you help her? And then Nesta would be like, "Oh, I changed her womb," and Elaine would be like, "You mm. could do that," and she'd be like, Whoa. "I, I think with her feelings towards Az at the moment, it would be awkward to tell her about it." <laughs> that's just awkward. I'm sorry. I will never get. I will never get. That's. Okay. Okay. So we do find out that Cassie and also, like, Nesta is literally sleep deprived because Cassie is just keeping her up at all hours of night. Just constantly fucking love that. Love that. But they had continued their uh, training with the priestesses. Wasn't so it even... great that we read that scene about them I know. I would, I would like more of those. I know. I would really like that. Um, there's I mean, we're at the end of the book and we didn't get a whole lot of love, but why show us? <laughs> Oh, shit. I love that we're, like, complete opposites where I love this book and then it's not yours. Same with Crescent City. We're, like, complete ends. I really miss Mist and Fury. (laughs) We have time to redo it before the uh, next Akatar book comes out. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. There we go. (laughs) So, even though they literally survived the blood rite, two of the three, which still annoys me, won the blood rite, Cass and Az are like, not good enough. So they basically made them tell them everything that happened in the blood rite, right? Uh-huh. And then proceeded to point out every single mistake they made so that they could teach everyone else, like, how to react in those situations. Now, look. I'm gonna, I'm back on it. This is going to make you happy. I'm back on it. People have, people have responded well. Okay, I'm waiting. So, okay, so the blood rite traumatic right they were kidnapped from bed thrown in horrible you know worse for someone like win with her backstory with violence against her from men right right whatever fair gwen after the right and despite of the right and like going through all that and like showing victory and strength has returned to living in the library now if we want to, pers- like, it could be that it, it, it was another trauma and it kind of pushed back her progression, right? And so she wants to be back safe there. Or 
it's a perfect reason and a perfect story of what we've said before of how she ended up at the library and like if she stole her sister's identity or something like that if she's evil that library is huge that library has so many books in it that would I don't know if you're a big bad, maybe on how to break a curse for a death lord that's trapped on an island, how to travel between worlds. We've also have a theory that the port, like a, a, a portal to hell, H-E-L, is at the bottom of the library. If you were somebody with a big bad plan and you needed information, that library is a treasure trove. Well, especially if she's working with Koshi and now Braylon's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. God, I hope she's evil. I I just... Because I... This is just interesting. Like, I feel like if it was there, if she... If SJM put this in here, she would have... Inclu- if it was truly, like, to show... And maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this is just me projecting because I want her to be evil, which is completely fair. And if it is, it is. I feel like SJM would have included, like, a sentence or two, right? Of, like, explaining more of why she chose it. Instead, we literally get Gwen, despite the right, had returned to living in the library. Gwen had said she might leave for nesting casting's mating ceremony in three days. Which would take place in a small temple on the river house grounds. That's all we get. I'm really glad we didn't get to see that ceremony either. What SJM? I don't. Does she hate weddings? Oh, there's cameras? there's a interview with her. She won't write them because she <sighs> like she feels like um, it's very hard to write the vows. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I read that. Okay. I guess I could see that. It still sucks. I'm still annoyed. <laughs> to be clear, I would very much like all of these scenes. Um. Well, you know why put them in one of the extra bonus scenes? Yeah, you've got so many. You just added in one. Um, but that's all we get about Quinn. I, I don't know. It just seems weird, right? Like, you would want to... Especially Gwen because... Sucks. Especially because, as we're talking about getting ready for the mating ceremony, Emery's not mentioned. The third of the little Valkyrie trio. So you mentioned this little bit about Gwen, but not any... There's nothing about Emery. I would have liked a cute little sentence of, like, Emery and Mora had, like, teamed up to, like, handle the flowers. Or Emery and Mora had teamed up to handle this thing and they, like, worked together and then they were, like, cute and flirty and fell in love. But we don't get any Emery. Just this little bit of, I don't know. It's not tracking. It's not tracking. And again, maybe I'm just, like, hyper fixated on anything that, like, seems fishy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fishy and she's got, like, the river nymph as a grandmother. Um, she also really likes to sing, which I feel like I've mentioned before, which also begs to, like, a siren who would be able to entrance people and lie to them and get away with, like, duplicity. Just saying. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. So for anybody that doesn't like that, I'm moving on. Don't worry. Okay. So Nesta wanted an ornate ceremony, but with, like, not a lot of people. Which I think is a good, if you, 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 I, I like that. I like that. Still have the very, like, crazy cool ceremony, but... So, the temple had flowers of every variety, enchanted against wilting. That's some magic I would like, because I never have flowers, because I always get sad when they die. Like, you know what I mean? When they die, I'm like, oh, well. If I could have, like, an everlasting flower, that'd be pretty cool. 
Um, there's silks and lace and candles and garland. That sounds like a fire hazard, but okay. Um, all because of Reese. Like, he's paying for it all. He keeps sending her dresses, jewels, throw pillows, which is a weird... If I'm, if like... they're from Home Goods, I'd take them. God, they have so many good throw pillows. Mm-hmm. Like, I get overwhelmed. Um... In all manner of nonsense. Basically, Nessa literally had to be like, stop. Stop, 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 stop. Like, I'm just imagining almost like what Madison's front porch looks like sometimes with Amazon packages and packages from, uh, like, authors. You're where it's just boxes everywhere. You're an asshole. How am I an asshole? It's just... You get all of the boxes from, like, your authors with the book. Like, I swear there's times where... You know what you're... Uh, you know what it reminds me of? The Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the mail room, when they've got, like, all the packages. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just saying. That's you, and that was Nessa's front porch from, uh... I guess if a House of Wind doesn't have a front porch, and if it does, it's a little hard to get to. Could you imagine being the mail person? You don't have wings. You gotta go up 10,000 steps to deliver mail. I'm sure they have some sort of magic. It's like a shoot. You just like, choop, choop, like at the bank, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those fascinated me as a kid, just FYI. I never figured, I was like, how do these work? Anyways... Um, so Reese is like, nope, this ceremony is going to be as outrageous over the top. Like, boom. And Nesta's just like, oh my god, this temple is literally, like, people, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. And I'm like, eh, live. Live a little. Let it happen. It's fine. And she's like, I don't care as long as Cassian's the one next to us and we're good. Um, you know, they, they do their vows. Uh, their hands get bound with a length of black ribbon. Um, and it remains there until the mating was consummated. And I'm like, oh, They've been fucking two to three times a day for weeks now. We haven't gotten to see it. I'd like to see it. That that would be a bonus chapter. I would I would pay for an extra bonus chapter. I'm just saying. So, but Nesta is out of place now. Remember where she was at the beginning of this book? Like just awful, right? Didn't want to wake up each day. Uh-huh. Now she can't wait. She can't wait for the next day because none of it frightened her. She didn't have that pit of despair. She had Cassian. She had her friends. She had the House of Wind. Um, and that's when we find out Reese, his last present for their ceremony, he gave, the House of Wind is theirs. Like, they, that's, that's pretty, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty good. Except then part of me's like, what about Az? Because Az lived, (laughs) I think he just comes with the territory. He's just like, yeah, he's just part of the package. That's like me and my friend Steve. He just comes with the Those package. TikToks, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, basically, it's kind of, part of it, too, is because the house had decided it like Nesta. And so, like, they were all like, oh, okay. Um, and basically, so the library still belongs to the priestesses, which is below the house, as we know. And then the court still had to use the house for, like, formal occasions. Like, you know, they host um, Starfall there, right? So they were like, no, okay, that's fine. That works. Cool. And I'm like, oh, really? It's fine? Like, you got rid of the house? Yeah, it's fine. So then Feyre's mating present to her, this is pretty, pretty good. And the grand entry of the river house is a portrait of Nesta holding the line at the Pass of Anelius. So Reese had asked it to see parts of the right in her mind, and Nesta thought it was just, like, for information. No, it was so Feyre could get an idea for a portrait. That's pretty. Cute. That's that's pretty good. Pretty good. So, uh, Nessa actually is moved to tears by it, and Favor just holds her. Um, and that's when she really realizes, like, the House of Wind, Valaris, the court, the people, they were her home. Um, and it was, she had this kernel of light, i.e. hope, 
and love in her chest. And it was still there, even though um, her favorite and Elaine, back to them walking, they have a task to do that is a little somber. So they get out of a carriage and they start walking up a slope. Um, and it's the slope overlooks the city. So it's a beautiful final resting place. Beautiful, right? We All of us could only hope for something like this. And there's one gravestone at the top. Um, Nessa's like heart is thundering. She's like, oh god, oh god. But Feyre walks up to it and kneels down with uh, Nyx and shows Nyx the stone. And she introduces Nyx to their father. Um, she bows her head and she starts speaking uh, so low that Elaine and Nessa can't hear, but that's okay. Feyre stands up. Her, uh, she's she's crying a little. She's holding Nyx. And then she steps back and Elaine goes forward, says her piece, um, and then steps back. And it's Nesta's turn. So Nesta tells them, go on down. And so she lingers at the gravestone and, like, words aren't coming. Like, she, which is okay. Like, you don't need words sometimes in situations like this. But she feels like the sun felt like a warm hand on her shoulder. Um, just like the one that had prevented the last of her power from vanishing. Ah! It's more than we think. No. Um, as if telling her that the apology, the begging for forgiveness, it was no longer needed. So she's finally, I guess at peace would be a good word. Her father's at peace. He died for her with love in his heart. She didn't, she feels she didn't deserve it then, which we can debate, but she's going to live her life to always deserve it from then on out, um, to deserve the love of her father, her family, Cassie and her friends, everyone. Um, some days might indeed be difficult, but she'd do it, fight for it. Um, and Nesta has love in her heart now, which is, again, think about where we were. So she pulls a smart carved uh, rose from her pocket, sets it on the gravestone. And it, it won't, it, it's, that's nice because it won't uh, degrade, it won't wilt, anything like that. Cool. She kisses her lips and then lays them on the gravestone and just says, thank you. Thank you. As she's doing that, a shadow passes overhead. She hears a whisper of wings and she's like, busy body. But she still blows a kiss up to Cassie and who was checking to make sure she was okay. Uh, her mate, her love, her friend, the light within her chest brightened to a radiant sun. So she goes down, Feyre and Elaine are waiting, Nyx is passed out in Elaine's arms, and they are smiling at her, beckoning her to join, and Nessa just smiled back, her steps light, as she hurried down the hill to meet them. And that's the end of the book. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And now, we are assuming we wait for Elaine's book. I don't even know at this point. I don't know. Like, what if she didn't do Elaine's book? What if she... That would be probably one of the biggest switcheroos. Because I think we're all just like, oh, it's Elaine. I, duh, there's three sisters. I feel like as in the bonus chapter, like, oh, there's three sisters. There's three of us. She's mine. <laughs> Which I judged him for that. But then now I'm realizing we as fans are doing kind of the same thing. Of like, oh, there's three sisters. It's her book next. But... Could just be Az's book. As or more. I want more. I doubt we're going to get more. There wasn't enough of her in this book. Yeah. Maybe she's the next book after this one in like 10 years. Because then you've also got to think we've got Crescent City and whatever happens there that'll feed into the next. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Although she did say, she I mean, like, my thing is she said that, which I think is BS, but she said in that interview 
after you finish Silver Flames, you'll know who the next book is about. Oh yeah, that yeah, that was a that's that was the an interview o- before the release. That's the only Flames, reason right? I think it's as. That would be I would that would be really interesting because then if it's as that would necessitate kind of like this one where we got Cassian and Nesta like it would necessitate some Elaine too so technically it would be partly her you know what I mean maybe yeah I'm I thinking don't know. I'm thinking it might be because I mean we got the little bonus chapter but also we think as is going to be pretty important in the next Crescent City so. It would make sense to, like, continue his storyline. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point with his ties with Crescent City. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) Poor Lane. Doesn't even get a book. Oh, shit. She doesn't get an Illyrian womb. Doesn't get a book. I'm sure she gets a book, but, like... In ten years. My thing is, (laughs) there needs to be little moments... Like, one, I think Az needs to find someone so that she's not yes. hung up on Az. Yes. Because I think she did a little trauma bonding, to be honest, with him. Yes, for sure. And then Az also has a tendency to go for unavailable people. Yeah. Like, he always wants the unavailable ones. So I almost think Az needs his story before she does Elaine. Yeah, because then it would help set up Elaine, too. Like, I still, I, I feel, it was a while ago when I said it. I well, still definitely and the trauma bonding. Elaine... I mean, Elaine's gonna have to do some a little bit of groveling to Lucian before I. Oh, okay for sure, with it. for sure. And she also, we need to see her embrace her power more because I feel like that's gonna be necessary. But like, I want if it is as his book next, I think a really good, especially the trauma. That's a really good point about the trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Is I think, and I think I've said it before, is it would be cool if they became friends, like actual, just like, uh, what's the non-romantic? What am I trying to say? What is the word? Platonic. Platonic friend, Like, oh. platonic friendship. Like, that's what I think it would be cool is, like, they both realize, like, hey, haha, it was a silly crush. It wasn't I think best. it would I'll be a little friends. awkward to be platonic friends, but I don't know. I, see, I I would really like to see that eventually, but I don't think we're... It, it can't just happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's it would have to... There'd be a lot of setup. See, I think there's going to be more of, like, once they both have their mates, some, like, mutual understanding. Yeah. She's going to have to grow. I want to see her. I, nothing against Elaine. I just want to see somebody groveling and I want to see somebody groveling and working to earn Lucian's love because he deserves that. I, I also don't think it's going to be Elaine next only because like, I'm sure she's got to piss him off some more because like currently if Elaine showed up, he'd be like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, he'd figure it out somehow. Yeah, he'd 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 make it work. Yeah, so. and I mean, and that gives time for he could be exploring having fun with Jurian and Vasa because that's a big like theory. Uh, you never. Yeah. So, no. Well, we have a long time to figure it out. Long time. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So, um. Let's see here. Madison, what are you uh, currently reading? Although it's only been a couple days because we ended up doing it for our Thirsty Thursday. I kid you not. You know what? Last night I was laying in bed at like 10. I don't know. I was just thinking of Dead of Vipers. Did you just start it? I fucking opened it and I just started reading it. And I went to bed at like 2 (laughs) a.m. (laughs) 
I love me some Dena Vibes, man. <laughs> and did. I just forgot because I was like reading it or whatever. I forgot about Diesel and his um like unicorn fanny pack and I yes! was like I was like this is why I love this book so much. I just like it does not get old I love it so much so I've just been fucking rereading Den of Vipers and And that'll take a minute that but that's a big bitch oh no I finished finished. (laughs) well you were up till 2 a.m yeah I guess by this point you've probably memorized it too so a bit a bit just a bit but yeah so I was just I was like you know what I need some diesel like I have yet to read a character that hits me as hard as Diesel. Really? I just, I think that's the top of the line for me. Okay. Like, that's that's the real psychopath. Like, yeah, you have, like... He's on, the most unhinged. You have On Lee James, right? Who mm-hmm. writes psych- psychopaths. And I, I love them. I adore them. Oh, yeah. Top yeah, yeah. tier, greatest writing ever. But... Nothing hits the crazy level of Diesel. Like, literally nothing. Yeah. And the blood play, I think, just, like, amps it up. And it's just... God, it's so fucked up. And I just... I want another Diesel-level character. So bad. (laughs) That's a pretty high bar for you. It's gonna be a minute. I know. I hate to tell you. It's been a long time. Yeah, how long? Has, it's been what two years since that book came out? Yeah. Oh my god, no, babe. It was like we read it in like twenty twenty. Time, time is a weird thing. We read this at the start of the podcast. We talked about this during oh, yeah. season one. Holy shiitake! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's kind of messing with me. So um, it's been a long time, and we've yet to replicate Diesel. <laughs> but also, in the past, like, I don't know, a couple months, I have, like, read some MF. I don't know where this is coming from. What's happening? I don't know. It's weird. Get your life together. <laughs> um... Oh, okay. Uh, the book I'm reading right now, uh, I kind of stumbled upon, and it's perfect for the season. It's called Hollow. It's I did go into it knowing, and I checked. The second book comes out in a couple weeks, so it's okay. It's okay. I did check, though. Um, not like last time. Um, it's book two in the A Gothic Shade of Romance, like duology. It is a, it's called Hollow. I think I already said that. My bad. By Karina Hale. Haley? H-A-L-L-E. Haley. My bad, Karina Haley. Um, it is a spicy retelling of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Huh. Um, it's got uh, MMF, MFM. Um, so you've got Ichabod Crane. He's like an older, like, hot professor. I'm really surprised you aren't reading the Sarah Kate book. Which Sarah Kate book? Madam just came out. Oh, that's on my list. So is Grimstone. Fucking Grimstone dropped Friday from uh, um, Sophie. Uh, Sophie I, th- I thought you were going to like go all for it. I was preparing. Uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to finish Hollow. But then again, I I like Hollow, but it's a little bit of a slower read currently because it's a lot. It is kind of like creepy thriller, too. Um, uh-huh. So I might download Grimstone to read on the uh, plane tonight when I have to go back up to Ohio. So we'll see. 
Um, because I, it's, I mean, it's Sophie Lark, we all know. We all know how I get. Um, but no, it's like, Ichabod Crane, um, Kat is the female main character, and then there's a, a second guy, Brom, and then they're in, like, Polly, uh, apparently they, they are in a Polly, they're not yet, I'm only, like, 30% in, but it is, like, it's got, like, a creepy, like, university for magic like it is very strange and like unsettling i really i I really am enjoying it so far like i said i'm only 30 percent in but um it's a good uh spooky season read um and then i also i just want to i just want i went to barnes and noble yesterday i walked out with four adult hardcovers and a paperback for 80 dollars Huh. Because three of the hardcovers were five dollars off each because they were the new seller, new best sellers or whatever. I got my ten percent off as a member, and because I buy so many books, I had thirty dollars in rewards. So I was like, doo, 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 doo. I was very excited. But also, books be expensive. They need to drop some of the, like some of these prices. Like it's getting kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like thirty-two bucks a pop mm-hmm. for like a hardcover. Like what are we doing? And it's even worse when it's, like, the new adult or adult that then you're, like, yeah, but by doing this, you just raise the price of your hardcover by, like, what, five, six dollars, isn't it? Easily. Mm-hmm. Even though some of the adult books are shorter, so it's, like, less materials, but it's more. Uh, never mind. It'll, it'll always bother me. Okay. So, our Instagram uh, shout-out is AGN underscore art, uh, another artist that I found that I just, like, really, really, really like. Um, if you are watching this, or watching this, what is wrong with me? If you are listening to this on, um, on Sunday, the day of release, uh, I had posted on my story earlier today, she did an art of, like, uh, Zaid and, uh, oh my god, um, Adeline, uh, from the haunting Adeline, haunting Adeline, you know, duology, mm-hmm. where, like, she's in her house and he's standing outside holding, like, the row. It's, like, one of the scenes that's just, like, mm. But also just Daddy's aid, Zaddy is just, oh, he's so hot. Um, but oh, then she's And that good. He's hot, yeah. Um, and then she's done a lot of different... Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. I'm sorry. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I stopped it, I think. Okay. Sorry. Um, she's done a lot of different fandoms, but I just, her artwork is very, very, I just, just go check. Just go check the artist out. Please. Thank you. Okay. Um, Patreon shout out. We did our third quarter, um, book challenge. So that's part of our Patreon at the book club level or above. Every quarter, you know, every three months, we post a challenge where there'll be three prompts. Uh, our patrons have to read a book that covers each prompt and then at the end, we do uh, the, the spinny wheel of destiny for anybody who has completed all three um, to pick a winner. And then that winner lets us know what book they want from their wish list and they get the book. We send it to them. Um, this past quarter, it was um, a book with a supernatural main character, which was really fun because people, we had such a wide array. It wasn't just like, you know, vampires, werewolves. Like we had people, all kinds of books. Um, a book that dealt with a curse, and then a sports romance, which I will say, I thought I'd see more hockey, but there were a couple different, there was football romances in there. Um, I think one was a soccer romance. Like, I was impressed. I thought we'd just see a lot of hockey romances, so, okay. 
But without further ado, drum roll, please. I don't know how to do drum roll. Uh, the winner is Cali Girl. So we will. Uh, don't worry, we'll uh, we'll you know message you on um, Instagram, Discord, whatever too. But congratulations, you won the third quarter book uh, challenge, and then our fourth quarter book challenge just got underway. So if you're interested, you still have you've literally over three months to. Well, three months, I guess, because technically, because it's like January 2nd is when we're ending it. Because, guys, y'all, it's it's the holiday season coming up, which is insane. I saw a Christmas commercial the other day, and I was like, ha it's time to thrive. Um, don't give me that look. Caitlin agreed. Right. Yeah. She's my level of, of you're not crazy, you know. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm referring to Caitlin as uh, I'm not crazy, I think I have to reevaluate things, you know. Yeah. Bye, Caitlin. Um, she's been sending me Christmas things since June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, since June. So, um, anyways, um, Discord group for uh, Book Club 2, be on the lookout. We'll be posting dates for uh, the October Book Club where we were, uh, were reading. I always get it mixed up. Is it End Zone? And End Game's the second one. End Zone is the first that we're reading, right? Um, let me check. <laughs> Endgame is what we're reading. Damn it! I've done that two weeks in a row now, I think. Yeah. Um, by Riley Hart? Yep. Yep, cool. Okay. Um, so we'll be posting dates for that. And then um, for Wine Night members, we are going to have Wine Night October 29th. Um, we will put the, put the time and everything in a post on Discord. But just wanted to circle that on your calendars for Wine Night. Um... I think that's it. Tell Mads safe travels. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, Mads will be traveling this coming week for GRL because she's fucking killing the game. She's dope. Um, we will have a thirsty or no, we'll have a Patreon exclusive episode this Thursday. Um, and then Sunday's episode, I'm gonna figure it out. Don't worry. I really want to see if I can get Ian to jump on and like give him the names of characters or show him characters and get his first reactions of what he thinks they're like. I thought we were recording early. Well, I thought I, did, I didn't want, I thought we said we might not. That way you don't have to stress because I'm not here Monday and then Tuesday. We're already recording. Are we Are we recording Tuesday? That's what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't care. I, I, we'll, we'll figure it, guys. We'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise. Maybe it's me and Mads. Maybe I somehow convince Ian. Or maybe I'm pulling Caitlin. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll if, you it out. In, if it works, it works. If you pull in Caitlin, do the bonus chapters so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but it's either that or we start in House of Earth and Blood. Oh, she's gonna, she'll fight back on that. Yeah, no, do the bonus chapters, because I don't want to talk about them. You don't want to talk about them? No. I'd rather burn them in all books. Okay, well, either I will talk about bonus chapters by myself, or <laughs> maybe I'll have Caitlin. Maybe Mads and I will hop on for a shoot the shit. Maybe I'll pull in Ian for some fun shit. I don't know. Well, you know what? It's a surprise! Oh, bloody. Now everybody's like, Jesus Christ, what's this gonna be? chaos that's what um all right so i think that's it if you are going to grl stop by you are with what uh do you guys have like a booth number or anything i'm with lark and cora okay so lark taylor cora rose come find her if you're going you got all kinds of goodies i've seen the boxes of things 
the ones that pile up on Amazon, like the ones in the mailroom at the Grinch that <laughs> Madison tried to say was rude when it's the truth. Whatever. All right. So, guys, we hope you have a great uh, start to your week. And as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.